This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Shane, have you seen this day in the life of a Twitter employee video that's kind of making its rounds on social media? Sadly, I did suffer through it. As an Xer that was raised to work hard, I can't get my head around it. I think having the wine on tap for the end of the day relaxation is the part that really got me. That's like a big thing right now. That's just weird. We have an entire restaurant, uh, wine tasting place on our main street. So that's their whole thing is wines on tap. I'm not a drinker and that missed me. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> I, what happened? Why would you ever put wine on tap? The whole point of the wine is the bottle and the aged and the look and the- it's aerated perfectly that way. Like it's the right temperature and all that stuff. That just feels so counterculture to the whole wine industry to me. This episode is not about wine. It is about does this person making the day in the life of a Twitter employee video, do they actually work? Because what made me really kind of think about this is as human beings, we tend to overcorrect things when we have something that's out of whack. I think it's safe to say that we went through the industrial age and the excess of the 80s and 90s, even into the 2000s. Maybe some places today still deal with this, of this excess work. And now we have this overcorrection is my fear. We talk a lot about work-life balance. Work-life balance doesn't mean no work. For me, it puts off this sort of thought that from this video is that there's actually no work being done. And it really, really kind of confused me and made me start thinking about about do people understand what work-life balance actually means? So needless to say, we're not going to get wine on tap and we're probably not going to get matcha smoothies first thing in the morning in Huntington, Texas. I don't think it's happening. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. It's not on our planning radar. I've worked for an organization or two, actually, that had the idea of the pod rooms or you had the meeting rooms that have the beanbag chairs, which at the time I thought were really cool. Now that I'm of a certain age, the idea of having to get up out of that beanbag chair sounds painful and uncomfortable. But I've worked within the creative industry. Sometimes you put people in places that have creative thought. There are things in that video that definitely don't make sense for us within the independent channel. But that said, I think you're right. The focus of work-life balance has gotten out of balance. It's definitely buzz phrase. We've heard it a lot. We've talked about it a lot. And what struck me here the most was that what we tend to do as human beings is we tend to overcorrect. And if we were at a work-life balance of, say, zero on a scale of zero to 10, and we were at a zero 20, 30 years ago, well, now we went to an 11. And I think it's somewhere in the middle. That's the whole point of the term that has the word balance in it, <laughs> is that we don't want to swing one of those sides too far. It's really important that when we talk about building an independent agency and we talk about work-life balance and then we see these videos of the day in the life of a Twitter employee that we're talking about this lifestyle or work-life balance that still includes 
some hard work. I mean, that's just truth. There is some work that has to happen. Even as your agency hits a more mature life stage, there's going to be work. Work is healthy. Work is good. I am really concerned about this overcorrection that the balance isn't actually a balance at all. It's an imbalance the opposite direction of where we came from. That's not going to be a healthy place for society or for our businesses at all, for our staff, and certainly for agency owners. It's not going to be a healthy place. My definition of work-life balance is kind of that you work hard so you can play hard. You work when you're at work. You make things happen. and You create your life so that you have space to make time for your family and make space for the time to do the things that you love to do. But it takes the work to make that happen. I agree with that. As different generations age, we hit different points of thought. And I have a different perspective today than I did 10 or 15 years ago. I'll go on record of just knowing that and saying that before I say this statement. As you age, as things get older, as your business hits a different life cycle, you tend to have perspective that is different than you used to have. 20 years ago, my perspective was just, I was a grinder, really too many hours. I was on the wrong side of this balancing act. I was not as balanced as I needed to be. And I was encouraged to move that line as my kids hit certain activity ages. And I did better there. And now I realize that that went so fast that I even questioned, did I pay enough attention? Because now you have a different perspective on the empty nest side of things. You have a different perspective when you have a leadership team, when you have really high quality employees that are taking care of their business and you don't have this putting fires out, so to speak, every single day, that doesn't mean fires don't happen. Things go wrong, even in mature businesses, and you have to respond to those things. But it is different in the sense that it's still work. There is still a lot of work going on, but it is a little more focused to your point in that when I'm working, I am working. And granted, we've had this conversation before. Even when I'm not working, I still kind of am working because my thinking never really shuts off. But I was just out of town for a few days and I was able to shut off that thinking for a couple of days, which was really nice. So it does happen. When we combine this world of non-work and work into this idea that that equals balance, that this day in the life thing, and look, tech companies have been made fun of for several years for their ping pong tables and their bean bags and all those things. It creates perspective that gets us to a place that's dangerous because we are talking about a business, independent agency system business, where my encouragement is to reach a point where it does change your lifestyle. It does give you more balance. I just want to be clear that I don't think it ever reaches a point where you stop working. It's not a non-work business. I just Googled work-life balance definition and 2,320,000,000 results came back. But I'm looking at the top three or four and they're so different. The first one that popped was it's the minimization of work-related stress and the establishing of a stable and sustainable way to work while maintaining health and general well-being. So that's 
something that's even a little bit different than what we're talking about, where the second one came back and it says work-life balance is the state of equilibrium, where a person equally prioritizes the demands of one's career and the demands of one's personal life. And then another one came back and it talked about an important aspect of a healthy work environment, reducing stress. And this one is the amount of time you spend doing your job compared with the amount of time you spend with your family and doing the things you enjoy. So as I'm reading through, so many people have written articles about the concept of work-life balance. And even the top five, six, 10 articles that I'm seeing on Google are talking about different things. That's the part that maybe bothers me a little bit. It's not that there's this sort of control mindset that I have. It's just that where we're going to end up is that person, well, that's not work-life balance to me, or that's different for me. Because we're in this mindset of context and what is work-life balance for you may not be the same thing that it is for me. But as a business owner, you have to determine to some degree what that work-life balance environment does look like. As an agency owner, you have to determine that. It can't be work-life balance means 10 different things to these 10 different employees. That gets into this pleasing everyone. You're never going to please every single one. Now we're going to circle back to what's your culture. Does your environment create this environment that follows exactly what you're trying to do as a business? Because my deal is, is that an employee of an independent agency sees this video and goes, oh, wow, that's awesome. I want to have the day in the life of a Twitter employee at the day in the life of my agency. And that's the environment that I think will give me work-life balance, but it's nowhere near the business owner's mindset. It's nowhere near the reality of being an account manager and being a sales producer and all of those things that come with that. But it puts this perspective in this Gen Z millennial and they see this person over here doing this and they're doing this other career and they're going, I think I want that. And my statement is, are you sure? Because I'm going to struggle to feel productive in the day in the life of a Twitter employee. That's just me. I don't know where the achievement is going to come from. Now, I'm not underneath the hood and we're making fun of it because that's all they put out there. They didn't show them sitting there three o'clock in the morning, banging on their keyboard, hammering out code. So in all fairness, we didn't see that aspect if that happens. What we saw was butterflies and rainbows video. And my fear is that that puts this perspective of that's what work looks like. That is my concern as a business owner. So I want to go back to something you just said that's very interesting. I think for some people, maybe achievement is not important. This is my question to you, is that achievement was stressed to our generation. And maybe that achievement lifestyle isn't necessarily top of mind for our next generations of employees. I get that, but maybe this idea that compensation doesn't have anything to do with achievement, that's going to be our friction point. I want the compensation, but I don't care about achievement. Okay, well, what are you doing for the organization to generate the revenue, to generate the return on the compensation that you are being provided? And that would be my answer to help me understand this generational divide question then. If achievement's not important to you, what is important to you? Because what I see or hear 
from a lot of agents, from a lot of people is I can't find anyone to work or the compensation is X and I can't afford that. Or the employee side would be, I want to make more money. I want to make more money. Okay. Are you doing something to generate enough income or generate revenue because you can't really have your cake and eat it too here in my brain. And I could be proven wrong here, but I haven't been able to connect the dots yet between not having achievement, but wanting the compensation because that was always easy for me. If we were raised more in an achievement type culture, it was very simple to apply the compensation and achievement to connect those dots. So if achievement's not going to be important, how are we going to apply the compensation picture to that? I tend to be a very visual learner. And so when the whole concept of work-life balance began being a, a focus and buzzword, I always kind of imagined those scales that were in my mom's law office. And so in my brain, I should have a certain amount of time that is focused on work that should equal on those scales the amount of time that I'm spending doing the things that I enjoy. That was my visual. I love that visual, actually. I feel like that's kind of the way I felt, even though I didn't have that visual until you just said it. The scales of justice. That is a really good visual. And that is probably me as well. And so why isn't it that? Why isn't it okay? And you could also take the visual of filling up your tank. If you're a words of affirmation person, then you need words of affirmation so that that tank gets full. And if you're a words of affirmation person and people keep giving you gifts, your tank's not getting full at all. Their tank's getting full because they're giving gifts, but you're not getting the words. And so that's how these relationships for all of those that want to go read and study the five love languages. I kind of see that as well. I see the tank and the justice scales as kind of being the same thing. And that makes a lot of sense to me achievements going up, my compensation is going to follow. I can kind of visualize that, see it. And then if I'm not after achievement, what am I after? What are we doing? Otherwise, maybe we should be a stay-at-home dad or something else. That's okay. That's good too. I had to let go of the idea of that having that perfect balance because I figured out I would rather have eight or nine really productive hours at work and then have three to four super specific focused hours on my family rather than trying to figure out, okay, well, if I spent 40 or 50 hours on work this week, now I've got to figure out where to pull this from. Life doesn't work that way. To me, the idea of that balance just doesn't work in that one size fits all because of different seasons in our lifetime. I can tell you I worked way more in my 20s and 30s as far as hours go than I work in my 40s because to me now, my family is more important. And so I think if we're trying to share the idea with our 20-somethings and our 30-somethings that you're going to have this perfect balance, then you're probably not going to be where you want to be in your 40s and 50s. The point about the hours equivalency, whether you intended to make that or not, that's what I kind of got out of that. I don't really see that as necessarily being the 50-50 balance. Nine hours at the office in three hours with my family, that doesn't mean that I was out of balance. 
in my mind. And maybe that's where some of the thought process does come in is I spend all this time working. I want to spend that same amount of time either playing or with my family or whatever. And you got to have sleep in there somewhere. I am a nine hours a night or I don't function very well. My wife can be a six hours a night. I can't. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm lazy in some portion of my life. Julie would say my brain is so wired that when it hits a certain point, it just has to stop and then it really has to rest. What I think is really important to your point is that working like just break it down to a single day. Being able to put that time in and do that work and focus on that work that gives you that three hours at night with your family and kids uninterrupted. This is a key. Being at a point to where you have some level of time, it doesn't matter really what that time is, but some level of time that is somewhat undistracted or uninterrupted, I think that's great balance. Personally, I don't think that you have to have nine hours of work to equal nine hours of family or play. Your sleep and rest is in trouble at that point. There are people that do that. It gets them in trouble and they crash at some point. But maybe that's the deal of what work-life balance equals. And unfortunately for some businesses, and you have to watch out for this as agency owners, what happens is, is if people have that equivalency mindset going on of time, what you're doing is you're paying someone to say work a full-time week and you're getting a part-time effort in terms of time because they say they need the balance to them means, well, I'm not going to work 40 hours. I'm going to work about 20 to 25 hours and get all my work done because I got to have 20 to 25 hours of playtime. Well, that's not necessarily what we're talking about as business owners. That's not what I think most business owners are going to be saying in their minds. And if we have staff thinking that, now we have a translation problem. And that's sort of this thought process that I've been having here is that Twitter employee. I think that's where they're at. That's my interpretation of where they're at is, well, I'm not going to work eight hours or nine hours a day. Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. I think the pandemic has amplified this. I think also amplifying that the book, uh, The 4-Hour Workweek. And people see this book, but don't actually read it and start thinking, okay, this is possible. There are people that only work four hours a week. And of course, if you've read the book, that's not actually it. But you see these concept of these kind of get rich quick, make it easy. You don't have to work this hard. Books that are out there and podcasts that are out there. And if you're not actually paying attention to what they're saying, that can skew that perspective. The new one side hustles. I see it everywhere on social media is how to turn your side hustle into $300,000 a year on four hours a week. Okay, maybe, maybe I enjoy my job too much. Maybe that's it. Maybe I just enjoy what I do too much. But when I hear about things and hear about people saying, well, I want to get to this point so I don't have to work, but 10 hours a week or 20 hours a week, I'll have all this other time to do whatever. And I'm like, okay. Or the Gen X view, or you could go ahead and work full time and double it up, <laughs> right? That's the Gen X. The Gen X thought process is naturally like, I'm not going to stop working or work halfway. I'm just going to go ahead and increase my profits by doubling up my profits. I'm going to go ahead and work full time. That's just 
maybe a Gen X view that maybe some generations aren't following. Maybe it's different. I don't know. So my idea of work-life balance now is kind of more this idea of I want to produce something today and I want to enjoy something today. And if I can do that every day, then that's a great balance. And if I can do that every day for the rest of my life, then I think that's a pretty good life. I, I do too. My checkpoint for agency owners to me is where's your end game? What are you actually trying to accomplish? And when you get there, are you sure that that's where you wanted to be in the first place? And put yourself through this exercise of what would you do if you sold? What if you created this agency that was wildly successful? You've been working for yourself and now you sold to private equity and you have $10 million in the bank. What would you do? Would you continue to work? Would your lifestyle change? Would you buy different vehicles? Would you buy a new house? I put myself through that exercise a decade ago. And it was a really, really cool exercise because where I landed was my vehicles wouldn't change. My house certainly wouldn't change because my wife's not moving. I don't need a different house. But put yourself through that exercise and then determine what would you do differently? Would you travel more? That's fine. I just think there's something ingrained in us as humans that we generate joy from being productive, joy from work. Now, if we're working a job that we hate, you're probably not going to see me on this. You're not going to reach the point that I'm at. You're not going to be at this place where you can even go through this exercise. You have to enjoy what you do, which is step one. Do you enjoy the environment and culture you're in? And then you can figure out from there, go through that exercise because that determines on how you structure your business. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to ramp it up and sell it? Or are you trying to build a cash cow type machine that an independent agency can become that can become somewhat of a lifestyle serving business that allows you to do both? That's my perspective. You know, I'm looking at an infographic from the Hartford and their business strategy. They have a seven-step keys to the work-life balance you deserve. And I'm going to leave that wording alone because anyway. But I mean, these kind of make sense to me. You know, leave work at a reasonable hour. Take breaks during work that are not longer than 20 minutes. Say no to excessive work that doesn't fit your goals. Schedule time for fun. To create a to-do list, leave work at work. And make time for yourself, not just for family. Those are fantastic. But why do we even have to tell people this? Why do we tell people that they deserve this? Anyway, I'm not going to go there, but... I, I'm, I know, but I mean, I think that's where we're at. Like, maybe what I think is natural isn't natural anymore. All those things are things that make complete common sense to me. And we needed to create an infographic to help people understand that what I think should be natural is not necessarily natural thinking anymore. Gary V, he was going off not too long ago about this idea, this media celebrity business owner thing. I think there's a lot of that in this. Everybody's trying to build a four plus billion dollar company. I think that was the phrase he used. We don't need everybody to be a four billion dollar company. It's okay to be a four million dollar company. It's okay to be a $400,000 a year company. If you're a solopreneur, that's fantastic. 
your overhead's low, you're making a ton of money. So let's just be clear that it's not that you have to create this $4 billion company to be deemed a success. We have partner agents that make way more money than I make. We have partner agents that are doing really well. I know independent agencies out there that are extremely successful and they're small. Maybe three employees plus themselves generating a million dollars a year in revenue. That's fantastic when you break it all down and you get down to their margins and what they're putting in their pocket and investing on the side. And this idea that creating celebrities around business ownership, the celebrity CEO, the celebrity founder, all that got started in the late 90s with that's what happened with the tech bubble in 2000. We were giving money and backing people that had an idea and didn't even have a business model yet. That's the thing that we need to get our head around is how do you define success? And a $4 billion company isn't the minimum. I'm going to leave us today with this quote. There is no such thing as work-life balance. Everything worth fighting for unbalances your life. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com. 